This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. Lots of action tonight uh, as we are waiting to see if a flight touches down in Delaware in the Rehoboth Beach area. And that is of migrants because they're getting shipped all over the place. And in the last few hours, a class action lawsuit with those migrants that were shipped into Martha's Vineyard from Governor DeSantis of Florida. Well, now they have actually filed suit basically saying that their rights were taken away from them and that they were misled. There is also a sheriff who is a Democrat down in Texas, one of the few sheriffs down there in Texas who is a Democrat, who is also saying that he's looking into a criminal investigation of it all. So you got that combination and lots of heat between Texas, between Martha's Vineyard, between Florida, Martha's Vineyard. Does anybody out there think that there is a potential case that they could make? DeSantis says they all signed a waiver, that they all agreed to be flown in. By the way, you're coming from, you know, a very difficult country or difficult economic situation. It's not such a bad place to be dumped off as Martha's Vineyard. That's like one of the nicest places in the country. So it's a little interesting that they're sitting there and they are complaining and saying, oh, gosh, you know what? Uh, I can't believe that we suddenly got dropped off in the middle of nowhere in Martha's Vineyard. To me, that's a pretty good place to get dumped off. And we even heard today from President Biden, who basically said, you know, oh, no, no, no. He was making a joke of it. He was asked by reporters. Well, what do you think of the fact that now DeSantis is upping the ante and may even fly people in to Rehoboth Beach, to your area where you have your beach house? And he's like, oh, Rehoboth Beach is such a nice place. So tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, we're going to take your thoughts about this and the fact that there is actually a Texas sheriff who says that he's going to actually look into what's going on down there. At the same time, He's also telling businesses to hire illegals. So I want to know what kind of law enforcement officer is this guy. I mean, this guy doesn't seem to have a very good track record. He doesn't really know why he could actually file a criminal investigation. He said, you know, I'm kind of looking at all these layers. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to wonder if there's anything going on here. But right now, he's saying that conclusively there may be enough to look into criminal allegations that maybe these people were lured and maybe under false pretenses got on the plane thinking that they were going to get a job or they were going to get something else. And to me, it's really stunning that any law enforcement officer, let alone somebody who was down there in Texas, would actually say, you know what, 
uh, there might be some sort of criminal allegation. You would think the guys, especially who are there in Texas, he's in the San Antonio area, so he's not right there on the border, but still, he's certainly dealing with an influx of them. And you would think that he would be like, oh, yeah, heck, yeah. You know what? Absolutely. You know, uh, there's a problem here. And uh, bravo to Governor DeSantis, because most people I've talked to on the border are cheering loudly and they are cheering soundly. And yet there's this law enforcement guy, again, with Democratic leanings, who is saying, you know what? Maybe there's something to investigate here. So take a listen. Here is a little bit of the county sheriff, Javier Salazar, talking about investigating DeSantis for maybe breaking the law by sending illegal migrants, who, again, came into the country illegally. And he's saying... Well, maybe their rights were taken away because they ended up at beautiful Martha's Vineyard. Take a listen. They were here legally. They had a right to walk around the streets just like you or me. And they had a right to not be preyed upon and and played for a fool and transported halfway across the the country just for the sake of, of 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 a media event, of a video opportunity. That's a tragedy at the very least. Uh, on the, on the, at worst, it's probably some sort of a crime. So at the least, it is a crime. He doesn't even know what the crime is. He's like, well, there might be some sort of crime here, and I'm not really sure, but I'll try to figure it out if I can, if there's some crime here. Don't you think he should know what the crime should be, especially if you are taking the side of the illegal migrants? Is there something we're missing here? Because remember, they crossed illegally. That's the beginning of the story. Why are they saying, well, no, wait a minute, maybe they deserve more rights. Can you imagine what other countries say, gosh, I'm going to fly somebody into one of the nicest parts in America. I'm going to make sure that they get health care, they get education, they get opportunities. And then, no, that's not good enough. So we're going to go after the governor who is sending them here using his state tax dollars, by the way. It wasn't like he had asked for money from the people of Martha's Vineyard. And here's a little bit more of that sheriff talking about the fact that he thinks that they were somehow lured into coming to Martha's Vineyard. The allegations that we've heard is absolutely distasteful. It's disgusting. It's an abuse of, of, of human rights. But I would like to, to, to find out sooner rather than later what charges, if any, are going to apply and to whom. So I'm not sure what the crime is. I'm not even sure if there is any crime, but somehow I'll try to see if I can find one. And yes, he is a Democrat. Here's a little bit more from the sheriff who says, you know what? We have to investigate because these people may have received false promises. Take a listen. Uh, we want to know what what was pre- what was promised to them. What, if anything, did they sign? Did they even understand the document that was put in front of them if they signed something? Or was this strictly a predatory measure? Somebody coming and preying upon people that are here, minding their own business and are here legally, not bothering a soul, but somebody saw fit to come from another state, hunt them down, prey upon them, and then take advantage of their desperate situation just for the sake of political theater, just for the sake of making some sort of a statement uh, and putting people's lives in danger. Wow. Putting people's lives in danger. Don't you think? The coyotes and people that were bringing them across the border, the drug cartels, all of those people, those are the ones putting them in danger. And yet Ron DeSantis flying them to one of the nicest places in America, that that's somehow the biggest risk that they've faced in the last year or two. 
And this is what he had to say, which makes me think, boy, when somebody says, by the way, it has nothing to do with this. You know, it has everything to do with this. Take a listen. It all comes down to politics. Political affiliation has nothing to do with it. It's doing the right thing. And traveling from another state to prey upon people that are just already in a desperate situation and then dumping them off at the risk of, of life and limb to them and to their children, uh, that's a no-go for me, no matter what your party affiliation is. Yeah, politics has nothing to do with this. Absolutely not. It just happens to be almost one of the few Democratic sheriffs that actually exists in the state of Texas. So give me a break. Well, I love Governor DeSantis because this is what he had to say. He said basically every single person who was on the flight, and it turns out there are only 48 of them on that flight that went to Martha's Vineyard, that of all the ones that were there, that they all signed a waiver. They were all told where they were going. They all voluntarily went. And yet tonight they are claiming that, oh, it, it was a setup. We deserve better and actually are filing suit. So I, I want to ask also, is there anybody out there who thinks that they have grounds for a suit? Is there anybody out there who thinks that these migrants should be deserving of something, especially if they did sign a waiver? What if they didn't even sign a waiver? Do they still deserve to have any, you know, you end up in Martha's Vineyard? I think that's a lot better than under a bridge in El Paso, which is where a lot of them are. Because guess what? They're dealing with them every single day. And this comes as some of the new numbers were just released. It is at a historic high for crossings into the United States this year. It is the biggest that we have ever seen in a single fiscal year. Two million people. And they are estimating that by the end of two years of Biden's presidency, five million will have crossed. That includes the ones that they got and had encounters with. And that includes the ones that are, quote, gotaways, almost a million of those. That is a stunning number. And yet the migrants are the ones who are saying we need to be treated better. Take a listen, because Governor DeSantis says there was no manipulation. There was no trickery. This was all above board. And these lawsuits are a bunch of hogwash. Take a listen. So when Biden is flying these people all over the fruited plain in the middle of the night, I didn't hear a peep out of those people, okay? I didn't hear a peep. I haven't heard a peep about all the people that have been told by Biden you can just come in and they're going, they're being abused by the cartels, they're drowning in the Rio Grande. You had 50 that died in some shed in Texas. I heard no outrage about any of that. Uh, I haven't heard outrage about all the fentanyl that's come across the border that's killing Americans in record numbers. I don't hear, I don't hear outrage about the criminal aliens that have gotten through and have then victimized people, not only in Florida, but all throughout the country. I didn't hear any outrage about that. Yeah, where was the outrage? And that was 900 flights in the middle of the night. And meantime, Governor DeSantis says the whole policy here with this open border policy, the fact that they stopped building the wall, so many of these issues, the fact that they lifted Remain in Mexico, all of these things are solely because President Biden wanted to do whatever President Trump, uh, the opposite, that it was all about politics and because Trump was taking a hard line on the border and trying to keep us safe down there, that President Biden intentionally wants to do anything that's not Trump and that this is all about politics. And it's putting these people 
at risk. Take a listen to what DeSantis says. This is not an example of, hey, you know, he tried his best and just didn't work. This was an intentional policy to reverse policies that were effective. And you want to talk about, they'll say like, oh, you know, sending a bus from Texas is a stunt, all this. The biggest stunt was Biden coming in as president and reversing Trump's policies just so he could virtue signal that he was against Trump. It didn't matter that the policy had worked. He had to be anti, and so that's why he did it. So he did it knowing, I think, what the impact would be, and the impact has been devastating. The impact has been devastating. Literally, by the way, close to 700-plus migrants have died also in the crossing because it is so treacherous, so difficult, and that is prior to coming into the United States. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Norm on line five. Norm, your thoughts about all this? Uh, my my thoughts are the argument that DeSantis and Abbott should be sued because they have misled the welfare of the migrants and where they wanted to go. And uh, I'm just thinking it should contrast here. I mean, I think maybe we should be suing here in New York City and in some of the blue cities because we've been misled into thinking that we would have safe cities and to have into 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 cities in which we could live uh, without things like congestion pricing and. You know, it's just uh, I don't recognize this city anymore. You know, that's an interesting point, you know, Norm, because, you you know, taxpayers could say, hey, wait a minute. You know what? We pay X amount for safety. Um, You know, how are how are we really getting our money's worth? We're not feeling safe outside in major cities across the country. Um, You know, we we were made a promise that, you know, we would have good security. We would have good this. We would have good that. Where is that? Where's where's the where's the money that taxpayers pay? You know, I mean, you think about it also, uh, you know, a lot of the money goes towards education. A lot of kids don't feel safe. You know, how can they feel safe given the environment? And during covid, um, they didn't get we didn't get tax dollars back, you know, for the education mm-hmm. purpose. You know, you got the stimulus stimulus money, but you didn't get the, uh, you know, the education dollars that you put in. Uh, for being a resident. That's a really creative point. Norm, thank you very, very much. Uh, let's go to Richard in Philly. Line six. Richard, your thoughts. Good evening, Rita. Um, if they file a lawsuit and the government will settle it because they settled it last year with the illegals, with the cages and a family being separated, they wanted $400,000 the ACLU and sued him, but there was an outcry from the American people, but they said it very quietly for $100,000. You don't hear nothing about it. That's a great point. You're right, Richard. They did settle, um, and they seem to be settling with a lot of individuals. So you're right. They might, although this suit here, what makes this different is this is a lawsuit versus DeSantis and Florida, and I don't see DeSantis or Florida uh, you know, budging or, or giving any suit. This is not a Biden administration, although I can see the Biden administration technically saying, oh, we'll try to give you some money to kind of make up for this or to, uh, to, to make your situation comfortable. We apologize that we had to move you off beautiful Martha's Vineyard. I mean, you know what I'm laughing about, Richard? And, you know, everything is relative, but my goodness, 
I I would bet you a million dollars that they didn't come from a place nowhere near as nice as Martha's Vineyard. I've been to Martha's Vineyard. It's a really nice. I wish I could get dropped off in Martha's Vineyard. You know, it's a really beautiful place. And I have spent time there. It's gorgeous. It's tranquil, the quality of life. You feel a lot safer there than you would in many major cities elsewhere in America. My goodness. You know, and, and it's as if they left him in, you know, in, uh, you know, in like the scene out of Shawshank Redemption or something. You know, it's like they left him in paradise. You know, give me a break. Right, Richard? Richard, go ahead. Are you there? Emily, got it. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yeah, Can go you ahead. Hear me? Yeah, go ahead. I hear you now. Go ahead, Richard, real quick. Yes, I agree with you about that, but they settled it for $100,000 each for the family. No, that's a really interesting point. Um, and who knows if maybe they would intervene somehow and try to give them money. Although, what makes this interesting, and Richard, thanks for the call, what makes it interesting is that the Biden administration isn't the party here. The, the party is DeSantis, that they're going after DeSantis in Florida. Um, and I think, quite frankly, Biden probably loves the fact that DeSantis is getting sued because he's saying, oh, look how terrible this shows that, you know, you're such a bad person. And yet, is there anybody out there who thinks that they deserve funds? I think, you know, look, they deserve to be treated humanely, but, you know, they deserve to be treated respectfully. Um, you know, they're just seeking a better life. I don't, you know, blame them for wanting to come to America, but why should we pay them? Is there any merit to this lawsuit? Is there anybody out there who thinks that they have a case against DeSantis and the state of Florida? one 800 848 And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Well, speak about dreams. What's going to happen with the dreamers? There's a lot of issues tied to illegals in America, and things are getting really heated because clearly Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, is getting the attention of basically America and the world because now President Biden's forced to answer questions. Finally, a number of press people were throwing out questions to him saying, hey, you know, what do you think about DeSantis? What do you make about uh, the fact he looks like he is sending a flight to Delaware? And Biden made a joke. Oh, the beaches of Delaware are great. He should send them there. You know, and then he also said, wow, they're not he's not humane. So where are the reporters saying, you know, how is that uh, what he's doing? How is that worse by any means compared to what you were doing by sending people in the middle of the night? By keeping the border totally porous. And this comes as some new stunning numbers were just released a little bit ago, by the way. Um, last month alone, the biggest on record, 203,000, okay, but totaling 2,150,000 plus coming into the United States so far this year. That is a stunning number. 
And that includes, by the way, get this, 78 people on the terrorist watch list. That is more, that number, 78, than the last five years combined. That just shows how open the border is, how risky it is, and how porous it is, no matter what this White House says. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Alice in Cincinnati. Alice, your thoughts. Um, I, I applaud the governor. And I, from what I've read, a lot of thought was put into what he did. So they could go ahead and have at him. I think he'll laugh at them. Uh, with all these people who are here illegally, and the sheriff had the nerve to say they're here legally, and he's a sheriff. Yeah, and he also had the nerve to tell them, uh, tell businesses to hire them. In other words, please start breaking the law. Not only did they break the law, but you should break the law and hire them, too, as well. Rita, I would really like to know why we can treat them with dignity and uh, as human beings. Why can't we put them on a bus and just do a U-turn, send them back to where they came? Why We are not obligated to take these people. Emma Lazarus didn't mean that when she wrote her poem. No, and you know what also? You bring up a a point because under the Trump administration, they had what was called remain in Mexico, where they would get vetted in Mexico, remain there until all the asylum stuff came through. Then if they were cleared, if there was genuine asylum reasons, then they came through. With Biden, it's like, come on in. Oh, you're on the terrorist watch list? Come on in. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a powerful story coming from Vider, Texas, where police officers there saved a man who was suicidal, who was threatening to jump from the highway overpass onto the interstate. Now, police received a report of a man in a mental health crisis on the Texas Highway 12 overpass ramp above the eastbound lanes, and it was just before 10 a.m. When officers arrived, they found the 20-year-old man sitting on the rail of the bridge about 20 feet above the interstate. Now, when he saw officers approaching him, he threw one leg over the rail and threatened to jump it. They got closer. So the officers began talking with the man and urging him not to jump. Uh, the officers kept talking and continued to express sympathy and care for him. And the man ultimately then pulled himself up and back over the railing and allowed the officers to take him to an ambulance that was waiting nearby. He was then taken to a facility, a hospital for a mental health evacuation, uh, evaluation. Um, but needless to say, a very tenuous and a very tense and dangerous situation. And police were able to calmly talk to him and save this man's life. And hopefully he gets good treatment. Well, we are talking now about the situation and the treatment of migrants because the illegal migrants, and let's not forget that word, they are illegal crossing into the border. Um, and so many of them have come with these new stunning numbers that we're just getting. And the last few hours, they released the Customs and Border Patrol, said that last year, 1.7 million. This year so far, 2.1 million plus. And again, it includes 78 guys who were on the terrorist watch list. You've got to be a pretty bad hombre to make it to the terrorist watch list. And so the numbers are absolutely stunning and overwhelming, especially if you're on the border community. 
So Ron DeSantis, who's been getting a lot of them in Florida as, of course, Governor Abbott, they've been sending them all over the place. And ever since Ron DeSantis sent them to Martha's Vineyard last week, it's been like, you know, all heck broke loose. And the White House has just been trashing DeSantis, saying, how horrible of you that you could send these 48 migrants to this beautiful place, Martha's Vineyard, because the residents there are going, "Uh, we don't have any place to take care of them. We don't have any way to house them. We don't have anything to do. Uh, You have plenty of room. I've been to Martha's Vineyard. Believe me, it's not like everything's on top of each other. There is definitely room. And also, remember, Obama has a home there. That has it's a it's like at least twenty acres, so he's got tons of room there to set up tents. Set up tents, come on, Obama! If you really want to make sure that you are like Mister Sanctuary City, why don't you just invite them all in and have them stay on your property? But no, they moved them very quickly to a base in nearby Cape Cod because they didn't want them on their island. And meanwhile, they are going crazy because in the last few hours, we've heard from the sheriff who is down. He's a Democrat who's in the San Antonio area saying that he's going to look into potential criminal charges, that maybe these migrants were misled, you know, not told that they're just going to get dropped off on Martha's Vineyard, this island, this area there, you know, that, oh, maybe they were like under false premises, false pretenses, rather as reasons to why they ended up there, even though DeSantis says, no, 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 that's not the case. They signed waivers. They went there voluntarily. And also the White House is also happy to see that now in the last few hours, a class action lawsuit by the migrants on behalf of an attorney representing them basically says these migrants deserve better and that they should be treated better. They should be compensated for the hassle that they had to go through to be shipped on a flight from Florida and sent all the way up to Martha's Vineyard. Now, is there anybody out there who actually thinks that these migrants deserve something because they got dropped off in beautiful Martha's Vineyard? That's a great place to be dropped off. They should be paying us. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Meantime, here is Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary today, because she is just throwing so much shade on DeSantis and just saying that everything he is doing is for politics. Meanwhile, they are not acknowledging that their border is wide open. Take a listen. Here she is. In terms of that and understanding that the White House does not support the use of people as a political stunt, but does the White House support the the idea, the concepts of states further from the border, accepting some more migrants, kind of sharing uh, some of the burden of of state resources being uh, used by increasing number of migrants, whether they be from Venezuela, uh, Cuba, or Nicaragua? So the way that we see it is alerting Fox News uh, and not city or state officials about a plan to abandon children fleeing communism on the side of the street is not burden sharing. That is not the definition that we see of burden sharing. It is a cruel, premeditated political stunt. That is not what they're, that is what they are doing. Uh, and so we're always, we're always happy to have conversations about ways to further improve border processing and we could be doing more if, again, if Republicans in Congress would stop blocking our efforts to pass comprehensive uh, immigration reform. Are you kidding me? 
you know, we need comprehensive. In other words, we want to make most of these people legal. This to me is so unbelievably hypocritical and what a double standard and what a shameless double standard that these people have said nothing all the time that the border has been wide open. At first, they lied about those secret flights that were coming into Westchester and everywhere else. And then they got exposed when the video came out that they were actually happening. We actually saw the video that, oh, yeah, oh, no, they are coming, but they're not the middle of the night. They're uh, 2, 3 a.m. Those are morning flights. I mean, to me, it is so unbelievably outrageous. And you could tell they're thrilled that there are potential now lawsuits against DeSantis and others saying, oh, well, these people were tricked. You're using them for politics. In other words, we should have a fully wide open border is basically what they're saying and that there should be no repercussions whatsoever. There shouldn't be any closures whatsoever. Come on in. There's no problem with the fact that 78 people who are on the terrorist watch list more than the last five years combined I mean, that is just a stunning, stunning number. you got to be a pretty bad person to end up on that terrorist watch list. And yet 78 have come through in the last one year alone. And they don't seem concerned about that. They're not talking about that. They're not talking about the fact that the border has been wide open. They're not talking about all the double standards that happened, that they weren't checking them for COVID. Uh, all the time when we were in lockdown across this country, never once, Never once were they concerned about the coronavirus cases happening. And now 48 migrants after millions of historic numbers coming across this border, 48 of them get sent to Martha's Vineyard and they are going crazy. I mean, this is like this is like an alternate universe. I mean, this is really nuts. So take a listen. This is former U.S. attorney Joyce Vance. Uh, here she is on MSNBC And she actually thinks that this lawsuit, this class action lawsuit by the migrants against Ron DeSantis for shipping them to Martha's Vineyard, maybe has some merit. Prosecutors like to sit down and and read the criminal code from front to back to find crimes that suit the behavior. So, yes, it's important news that this civil lawsuit is is, uh, proceeding and that it's a means of holding them accountable. I wouldn't rule out criminal action as well. Wow, I wouldn't roll out. Why don't you just like throw them in uh, in jail, right? In solitary confinement for sending 48 migrants. And yet there is no repercussion whatsoever for sneaking them in in the middle of the night on buses and on flights and everything else. What a bunch of hypocrites. Well, here is Governor Ron DeSantis because he says he had no choice but to raise the attention of this administration. What they have been doing for a year and a half or more than that is basically ignoring that the problem exists. And I know a lot of the national corporate press doesn't like to talk about it, uh, but the reality is when you have the vice president saying there's no border crisis, when we've had millions of people come across illegally, uh, you've got to be kidding me. You have got to be kidding me. And they didn't say anything, and they're still not saying anything. They're like, oh, this is different because this is politics. Uh, But the other was not. The other was a wide open national security issue. And that's not politics. That's not affecting. That's even worse than even the accusation of politics. That is downright dangerous. And yet Ron DeSantis, to his credit, is not deterred. He is saying he's going to go forward with more of them. Take a listen. Five, ten a day, 20 a day, I don't know, but there's no way you can possibly track all of that 
because it's on such a small scale. Whereas if you know there's a, maybe a thousand people down there and a lot of them say in Florida, well, you could say, well, hey, wait a minute, here's a sanctuary jurisdiction, be able to provide the transport. So if that's what you want to do, you do. And I think that that's much more effective than, um, than just trying to send one or two out um, at a time. Also point out, you know, there's, we have a whole infrastructure in place now because of what the legislature did. So it's not just flights. You know, we have ground. We have other things um, that, that we can do. And I'll tell you this, uh, it's already made more of an impact than anyone thought it could possibly make. Uh, but we're going to continue to make more of an impact. Absolutely. He is undeterred. And I say bravo. Is there anybody out there who actually thinks that this lawsuit is the right move? And boy, you know, what about the fact that our president has kept that border wide open and yet they do not admit that that is a problem? And when they're asked, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That's different. This is this is different because you send suddenly 48 to Martha's Vineyard. And what a bunch of crock that they're not are even talking about these stunning numbers. And today Biden was asked, by the way, at the White House, well, what about the border? What about that situation? What about all this? So Ron DeSantis has at least jogged the dialogue about it all. And the president actually said this was amazing. He said, you know what? Um, our situation is different. Part of the reason we're seeing so many more migrants now is because these ones are coming from Venezuela and Cuba and Nicaragua, which, by the way, are not the Northern Triangle countries. Um, they're coming in from there. And that's why uh, we were not prepared for this group. And these groups, we can't return them, uh, you know, just because some of the ones that went to Martha's Vineyard were from Venezuela. So in other words, oh, no, 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 we can't send them back because people are like, well, maybe shouldn't you maybe be sending them back and vetting them? Oh, no, 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 we can't send them back to Venezuela. No, we can't send them back to Cuba. No, we can't send them back to Nicaragua uh, because of the situation. So we're just going to have to take them all in and. No, 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 we're not reversing, you know, remain in Mexico. We're not doing any of that. Um, no big deal. No big deal. That, to me, is shameless. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Tom on line three. Tom, your thoughts about all this? Yes, how are you? I'm good. What did you think about the, what do you think of the fact that there's attorneys out there. It's like ka-ching, ka-ching, uh, representing. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, who who really makes money in a in a in a class action suit? And and are those are there forty eight names on that lawsuit? Uh, you know what I mean? No, that's a good point. Um, you know, it doesn't have to have all forty eight to be a class action, um, but well, it'll be I'm interesting to see. No, no, I mean it has uh, to be multiple. It doesn't have to be every single one of them, but it does have to be. It does have to be a multiple number of them. But yeah, you wonder. Like, first of all, I'm not surprised that some attorney took the case. Well, and no, they brainwashed those people. You know that. You know, it's it, you know they they have them thinking they're gonna you know they're gonna cash in. That's that's the thing. But you know the thing is, Tom, they already cashed in. They got to America. They got yeah, through. The only, they got through the, only, the pearly gates. The only thing they got so far was cold cereal. <laughs> oh, what a shame, huh? <laughs> what a shame. And, and probably a free cell phone and a stay in a luxury hotel, you know. Don't you really think that the liberals in uh, Martha's Vineyard, uh, Vineyard proved that they were racist? 
Well, you know, and I would never accuse people of that, but it is, they are hypocrites. I will definitely give them that because, you know, these people have spoken and, and, you know, Obama is a classic case. You know, if he really, really wanted to send a message, he should have said, have them all camp out on my compound. He's got extra, like, I'm sure bungalows and houses and all that stuff. Have them come here until we figure it out. But they seemed awfully quick. They stayed less than 48 hours before they moved them to the Cape Cod Air Base. You know, I mean, how wild is that, Tom? Like, they really sounded sympathetic and, and open hands to help them, you know? And literally were up in arms like, oh, my gosh, what do we do with these people? And it's the same reaction, uh, so it seems, to many people in New York. It's like New York is such an enormous city, and yet when suddenly, like, you know, a few hundred came, it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. And same thing with, you know, how about in D.C.? They were calling for the National Guard after, like, a thousand came there. I mean, give me a break. I mean, if you look at what's happening on the border now, Tom, and you look at some of these cities, especially El Paso, uh, they're describing El Paso looking like a third-world country because these shelters there are truly overrun. And people are literally sleeping under bridges. They're sleeping on the street. They're sleeping in like, like, you know, makeshift tent cities. Um, I mean, they are just in like squalor because there really isn't anywhere to go. So those people would be lucky if they got a flight to Martha's Vineyard, Tom. You know, I mean, come on, give me a break. What do you think? Well, I think that um, the Democrats need as much propaganda as possible for before Election Day, and I think this is this is it. Yeah, the 48. Look how cruel that is. You're right. They'll, they are, boy, are they not using it for politics. Oh, I, I can't wait till Ken Burns does the documentary on this. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right, because he was on <laughs> CNN talking about it the other day. Good point, Tom. Thank you very, very much. Let's go to David, line seven. David, your thoughts. Hi, uh, Rita. It's Dave from Elizabeth. I called before. I love you. You're a great girl. I wish I was 20 years younger. I'd send you flowers, okay? Thank <laughs> What about What about chocolate and champagne? Come on, don't rip me off, David. Well, you probably have a handsome, tall, strong husband. I don't want to get into that. Okay. <laughs> Rita, you got to listen to me, okay? Are you going to listen to me or are you going to cut me off? i got something to say. Will you? I love you. You're correct. Will you listen to me, please? I'm going to listen to you. Go ahead, Dave. Look. Three wrongs don't make a right. Ten wrongs don't make a right. We all know what's going on. These people had these people had no idea what they were getting into, and it doesn't matter if they did or did not. This was wrong what they did. They're people. They're 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 not feral cats. You know, I told you I have a rescue group I help out with, dogs and animals and horses. You don't treat people like that. Just imagine if they were taking you and they put you on the uh, doorstep of. Beverly Hills, a nice neighborhood. They have the, the local private police all over you. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. I love you, Rita. You're a great girl. You're so smart. I'm going to get off, okay? If, but hang on, Dave. Before you go, how – and I heard I heard what you said about the uh, two wrongs don't make a right. But what about the 2,150,639 wrongs? The fact that that's how many people actually have entered into the U.S. this year. Well, and think about all well, the flights that came in, David. I mean, to well, me. But, but these people, right, but these people should not be the, uh, the ones that have to suffer because of that. It's not their fault. No, we, no, we no, 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 no. I, I hear you on that. Where I have a hard time with is that the double standards of the Democrats on this because they have never acknowledged, first, they didn't even acknowledge the flights even happened. It wasn't until the video snuck out that they had to concede that there was secret flights. And it turned out it wasn't just one or two. It was like 900 of them 
they've never said that those people were used for political pawns. They put them on flights in the middle of the night and dropped them off on different cities, many places where they had no connections or no ties, just to move them away from the border, especially at a time when things were really crowding up on the border. Suddenly these flights were like, oh, what do you mean crowding on the border? Oh, what a surprise, secret flights. In the middle. So, so my point is they were used by the Democrats into moving them into the country, into other cities. And I agree. And I've always said this, David, I have great sympathy for these people because I don't blame them for wanting to come to America. It is a great place. It's the greatest country in the world. Um, but I also don't think the fact that they can say, oh, we're suing. I mean, that's like, you know, to me, that that is outrageous. Suing for what? I, I You heard what I said. They won the lottery. They got into America. That's one. But the fact that this administration never said a thing about all those others that crossed into the border illegally and continue to do so, they show zero sympathy. They've never reached out. Uh, for a phone call to DeSantis or to Governor Abbott to talk about, hey, how can we sort of solve this problem? What can we do to help? No, no, no. Suddenly 48, 48 show up in Martha's Vineyard and they go crazy. I mean, I feel bad for these individuals. So don't get me wrong on that. Where I have a problem is this utter hypocrisy. And that is so outrageous by the Democrats. And, and to me, it's a joke. It, it is such a joke, and, and I feel sad for those people. I want the best for them. I don't blame them for coming here, but I do blame our administration for what is like an enormous open border, and that is outrageous. But I'll still take the flowers anyway, David, so thank you very, very much. We'll continue with your calls, everybody. 800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. And we are talking about the historic high numbers of illegal migrants crossing into the United States. And in the last few hours, those who were shipped 48, 48, less than 50, that were sent to Martha's Vineyard are filing a class action suit uh, that basically an ambulance chaser is saying, you know what, uh, boy, this looks like a great case. These poor people. Uh, they had it so much better living under a bridge in Mexico under squalor um, and crossing the border with coyotes and drug dealers and cartels. That was so much better than the situation they had in Martha's Vineyard. And DeSantis claims each one of them voluntarily signed a document saying, yes, we're going here and it's no problem that wherever you want to take us, it's OK. So is there any case out there? I want to hear. We have a lot of attorneys who also listen to the show. I'm curious if any of you out there, A, would take the case, and B, do you think there is a case? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike on line seven. Mike, your thoughts? How are you, Rita? Yeah, right now it's all on the backs of the governors. What we got to do is have a nationwide fundraiser of whatever people want to pay with a check, okay, and pay these migrants uh, whatever it's going to cost to bring them all to Martha's Vineyard. I mean thousands, maybe millions, 
okay? And now let them go after every American in the United States. And that's how you do it. Right now, it's all on the backs of the governors, man. And, and that's how you do it. You got to pay these. They're paying them to do the uh, lawsuit. So we have to, the American people, everybody's got to have a fundraiser, send the money into somebody, uh, and then pay these migrants, what, $5,000? Uh, we'll all go to Martha's Vineyard, okay? Send a million of them there, or two million, and let them let them worry about it. Wow. wow. And by the way, that would be interesting to say, hey, we'll, we'll pay you X to go to Martha's Vineyard. By the way, I think a lot of Americans would chip in to send more to Martha's Vineyard, and it sounds like more are coming to Delaware. We'll continue with your calls after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. To those who are at the border every single day, they basically say the Mexican cartels have declared war on America. And that is because they are just trafficking so much fentanyl, that illegal drug into the country. You never hear Biden talk about it. I think he's heard the word, you know, he said the word fentanyl maybe once or twice. And it was on the day of like sort of like symbolizing, you know, overdose deaths something like that. But this president refuses to talk really about fentanyl because guess what? Then it would draw attention to the border. And these new numbers that have come out about the border are absolutely stunning, not just from a drug perspective, uh, but a human trafficking perspective. And also the fact that there have been now over 2 million migrant encounters just in this fiscal year alone. And think about this number that they believe not just this year, but combining it with last year's, which was like 1.7. And also the fact that they believe there's about 900,000 gotaways. That's almost a million gotaways. They believe at the end of Biden's first two years that there will be 5 million people coming into the United States. Let me give you a little perspective of what that is. That is more than the population of Los Angeles. Think about that. More than the population of Los Angeles. Is that not a stunning number? And the number of 900,000, I was looking at these numbers, 900,000 confirmed gotaways, as I brought up. These are the ones who they never really even have any encounters with. And the ones that they do have encounters with, they're just being so overloaded, the Border Patrol, that they're basically catching and releasing and saying, okay, come back for a hearing, you know, see you in six months. And most of the time, they never show back up again. So they, that's it. But these are the ones that they totally never have any access to, these gotaways. 900,000, they believe, again, uh, just so far in the last, like, year and a half or so. And guess what? That is bigger than the population of San Francisco. Is that not stunning when you put it in that kind of context and you wonder why these folks who are dealing with this migrant crush like Governor Abbott in Texas and like Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida, 
uh, why they're now starting to ship them elsewhere and trying to draw attention and sending them to these, quote, liberal sanctuary cities where they say we would never, you know, dispel of them. And guess what happens when DeSantis sends them to Martha's Vineyard? They only stay for about two days and then they move them to a military base in Cape Cod. So to me, I say bravo to Governor DeSantis because he's getting the White House to finally have to answer some questions about the immigration issue, even though Biden's dismissing it and saying, oh, you know, no big deal, no big problem. You know, uh, we're working on it. The border's secure. All of that hogwash. But at least finally questions are being asked to the president. Because it seemed like nobody was even asking any questions about the border. It was like, oh, you know, we'll get there at some point. What I want to know is this week, of course, President Biden is going to be in New York. He's already here. He's going to be doing a big speech at the U.N. And he's going to be talking about security issues. Will he have the guts to talk about the border? And I say guts. It's not guts for us. It should be something that should be talked about. It should be talked about that countries have to respect each other's borders. He's going to talk about Ukraine's borders. Why doesn't he talk about our borders as well? I'm a big believer, of course, in protecting Ukraine. I think what happened with Russia is outrageous. But don't you think our president this week should talk about our U.S. borders as well and how important it is to protect our own sovereignty? Don't you think suddenly allowing five million people into the United States, don't you think that that's an enormous national security risk? The numbers tell it all. In the last year, 78 people who are on the terrorist watch list, these are some of the worst of the worst, have already gotten through our border. And some other stunning numbers, too, that basically in a number of different areas, in one, the Rio Grande Valley sector, they arrested 14 gang members, two sex offenders, and a migrant who was previously convicted of uh, possession, theft, and other charges. So... 14 gang members, two sex offenders, that's just in one single week. That's what they're dealing with every single day. And suddenly now Martha's Vineyard is all upset with Ron DeSantis, so much so that an attorney, an ambulance chaser, has decided to get on board. And the migrants are now filing a class action lawsuit against Ron DeSantis and the state of Florida. Well, here is Ron DeSantis basically talking about the situation, just saying this is just all a bunch of PR spin by the Democrats. Take a listen. The only thing I hear them getting upset about is you have 50 that end up in Martha's Vineyard. Then they get really upset. And I'm sorry. Those migrants were being treated horribly by Biden. They were hungry, homeless. They had no no opportunity at all. The state of Florida, it was volunteer, offered transport to sanctuary jurisdictions because it's our view that, one, the border should be secured. And we want to have Biden reinstitute policies like remain in Mexico and making sure that people aren't overwhelming. But short of that... If you believe in open borders, then it's the sanctuary jurisdictions that should have to bear the brunt of the open borders. So that's what we're doing. So that's what we're doing. I love the fact that he is not showing any sense of regret. And he also is pointing the finger at Martha's Vineyard because, remember, they said they're a sanctuary city. They're a, they're a location. They're sympathetic. And yet when they got 48 migrants, 
They didn't know what to do with them. Take a listen. Here's a little bit more of Governor DeSantis talking about that. They were they were provided um, an ability to be in the, the most posh sanctuary jurisdiction maybe in the world. And obviously it's sad that Martha's Vineyard people deported them the next day. They could have absorbed this. They chose not to. But what it shows is if 50 was a burden on one of the richest places in our country, what about all these other communities that have been overrun with hundreds or thousands? It shows you when now these policies are on the front burner, people need to be talking about Biden can't defend his policies of open borders. Uh, It's doing huge damage uh, to our country. It's costing a lot of money. It's costing lives. Yeah, so there there are issues there. And yet somehow Martha's Vineyard was able to repel them quickly. And yet now they're pointing the finger. They actually have the audacity to think about suing Governor DeSantis. And he basically says, listen, all the blame lays on this administration. Take a listen. He says it's all due to President Biden's border policies. Why are you supporting Biden's policies? Why don't you step up and tell him you're failing and let's do it differently? Because you know what? He inherited a border that wasn't like this. He has created the crisis. But now at least we know nobody can deny that there's a crisis. Everybody now knows. And it was only because you had to have the elite who want to have the cost on everybody else and they don't want to have to shoulder that. That's the only reason now people are talking about this. That is the only reason people are talking about this. So let me ask you, do you think that President Biden is going to have the guts tomorrow when he addresses the United Nations General Assembly to basically say, you know what, um, let's talk about borders. Let's talk about protecting sovereign borders. He's going to talk, obviously, a lot about Ukraine and territorial integrity that they have a right to protect their country. What about our country, too? one 800 Let's go to Alex uh, in Brooklyn, Line 7. Alex, your thoughts? Hey, good evening. Thanks for taking the call. Actually, you know what's interesting about um, Governor Ron DeSantis, who is a great governor? He, he knows how to draw the attention to himself. Because if you remember, this this, store, this idea of sending immigrants to Democratic states and cities came from Governor Greg Abbott of Texas. And now the story is all about Governor Ron DeSantis. That's just interesting. Yeah, actually, but, that's a great point. You're right, because it started out as Abbott, and he just kind of piggybacked and upped the ante. And you're right, it, it, it made it all about DeSantis. I think, though, let me ask you this question, too, Alex. I think part of it is the Democrats are worried about DeSantis. They're not worried about Governor Abbott potentially running for president. Um, but you can see that by all accounts, they are really worried clearly about Trump. And it's everything is like Trump, 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 Trump. And then the other part of it, they are clearly worried about Ron DeSantis also potentially also running, you know, for president or something. They see him as a major threat. And I think that that's part of this, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. I didn't think of that. But the other, but here's what I think the we should do with these illegal immigrants that went to Martha's Vineyard. We should be paying them money to 
sue the people that are in Martha's living in Martha's Vineyard for not treating them well. If we're going to be suing Ron DeSantis for sending them to Martha's Vineyard, why don't these people sue back, sue um, the people from Martha's Vineyard for not rolling out the red carpet for them and treating them like they thought they were going to get treated in Martha's Vineyard? That's an interesting point. Go after places that have kind of publicly said, hey, I'm a sanctuary city or I'm a sanctuary location. And if you don't get what a sanctuary city claims it will do, um, were they falsely advertising themselves? I, I mean, it's an interesting point, Alex. And they could make just as much of a case, if not 20 times more, to go after them for that reason than going after DeSantis, who sends them to these beautiful places in many cases. You know, I mean, it, it really is. It's astounding. A very creative. Good answer. Uh, let's go to Robert. I think we have Robert Holden, who is a councilman in Queens, New York, Democrat, calling in. Robert, great to have you here, Councilman. Hi, Rita. Great, great show today, uh, tonight. Thank uh, you. Thank you. And by you. the way, I saw that you were on. I was like, oh, I got to put him on. One of my favorite <laughs> councilmen. Go ahead. Please. Give us some voice of reason, please. Well, you know, this was going on. By the way, people... Like you said, they were trying to the Biden administration was trying to keep this whole migrant thing quiet. They were shipping, believe it or not, every day of the year for a year and a half. They were shipping about 500 by bus and and plane to New York City because we visited as the Common Sense Caucus in the city council. We have five Republicans and two Democrats as members. We visited uh, ICE, uh, you know, the Immigration and Customs Enforcement uh, headquarters in lower Manhattan. And they said they were overwhelmed. And this was months ago. And they said daily they're averaging about 500. And they don't even know who the, many of the people are that are coming in. They come in, by the way, to the ICE office voluntarily because the Biden administration says, we recommend you go to the ICE office, but you don't really have to. We, you have about six months to check in, they say. And then some of them never check in. And this has been going on every day since Biden took over. And only when, you know, the governors Abbott and DeSantis started sending them to obviously uh, you know, uh, northern cities and, and other cities did this get the attention that it, that it deserves because – it's been going on a very long time. And even I even told this to the mayor. I said, you know, this has been going on a long time. Why is this only now? Only because, you know, Abbott and DeSantis are sending them. The, the Biden administration was sending them every day. And what did the and mayor? By what the did, way, what ICE did, can't handle it. They he, can't handle it. So what did what did the mayor say, Councilman Holden? Oh, yeah, it's been it's been happening, but not on this level. And I said, oh, no, uh, according to ICE. And that's only one office in downtown Manhattan. They're overwhelmed. They're lining the hallways. Um, people are standing in line. They have kids there. It's a mess. But it's it's been a mess for, like I said, a year and a half. Because I've I've been up there three times, four times actually, in uh, in the in a year and a half, and it's been it's been getting worse all along. But now, it's it's highlighted finally. Because of the governor's, uh, like I said, Abbott and DeSantis. So you think um, that it's a good thing that they're drawing attention to it. And uh, DeSantis says the same thing. He says he's going to keep on going. What what I find is so interesting, just like you said, how long do you think they had been sending the 500? Uh, and how many do you think that totaled up to, uh, at least from at a minimal? 
And let me tell you, they, they don't even know because only a percentage of them are checking in with ICE. That's what I'm saying. So, so, so when they get off the bus, it's okay for the Biden administration to send them to New York for a year and a half, and nobody says anything. Once a governor uh, like DeSantis or, you know, sends them up, then it's a big deal. Do you get the hypocrisy of this? Oh, it's I totally insane. do. Totally do. Yeah. And 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 from a perspective of the numbers, and, and I say bravo to you, too, for letting us know about this. How do the ICE people feel? The ones that I've talked to, they just feel like you just said, they feel overwhelmed. They feel demoralized, too, because they feel like the administration just does not seem to care about security. And that's exactly it. I was surprised because... Many of them are Biden administration appointees, but they they live here. They say we live here and we're very, very nervous about uh, the safety of our country. Uh, and again, anybody that, you know, was in New York City on 9-11 knows that we public safety and, and our safety is the most important. And once you compromise that. We're going to we're going to repeat history. And this is we're headed in that direction. Like you said, how many terrorists are coming over the borders? We don't know. And only, it only takes a few, as we learned on 9-11. How, how can New York City, 21 years after 9-11, be allowing this and, and not, being, and not uh, being concerned about this uh, at this point? Because we're, our safety is being compromised by the Biden administration. And I'm a Democrat saying that. I know. That's why it's really powerful <laughs> that we're hearing everybody. We are talking to Democratic councilmen. They're represent in New York City, representing Queens um, and also other areas. Robert Holden, um, you know, Robert, uh, Councilman, it's so great to hear your perspective. Is there any doubt in your mind that sort of the hypocrisy that's happening now, it's because of politics? I mean, I mean, there's no conceivable reason that they wouldn't talk about the 500 that were coming every day, as you point out. And yet. Um, you know, and now suddenly, you know, there it's so loud when it's coming from a DeSantis or an Abbott. Again, and that's the politics of it. And that's that's why the Biden administration is clueless on this. And uh, like I said, um, this has gotten so out of hand that we're losing, you know, we're losing our nation. We're going to we're, we're not a sovereign nation anymore when anybody could just pour over the borders. Uh, and you can see them coming in by plane at JFK. They're not only coming in by bus. They've been coming in every day by plane um, to JFK. And then, again, we're hoping that they would check in with ICE. And and that's that's what I was very concerned about, because the ICE agents, you can see, can't handle this. They say we can't, we physically can't handle this, the numbers. And that was this was months ago when I went up there. This is not you know yesterday. This this is months ago. Every day this is going on. And uh, and again, I thank the governors um, who are doing this because they're bringing attention to it. That's what we need. Everybody's got to be concerned. Well, bravo to you, uh, New York City Councilman Robert Holden of Queens. Um, you know, it's a common sense Democrat, which we love about you so much and fighting the good fight always for the people of New York and this country. Um, Councilman, it's great to have you call and you got to call Thanks back in. You. I Thank always you. love hearing from Thank you. you. Thank Thanks you so much. Have Thank a good night. you too. Thank you so much, my friend. And everybody, what are your thoughts about you just heard Councilman Holden, who's a great councilman in New York, who said, there's no doubt this is all about politics. And talking about just how much it was coming every day, and this was months ago, 500 of them, and they didn't say anything.
1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. song to Dave who called before who said he was going to give me flowers and chocolate and champagne where is Stan? Stan always offers me roses and then he gives me thorns you know? 1-800-848-9222 1-800-848-9222 by the way after the break um, there could be a bombshell coming tomorrow from New York Attorney General Letitia James's office. She has announced that she will hold a press conference tomorrow morning to make, quote, a major announcement. She is also, as you know, her office investigating former President Donald Trump over business deals. So there could be some stunning developments coming, possibly pertaining to that. Um, she had announced that if they didn't reach some deal, apparently there were discussions of something as she was looking at issues related to his family's real estate business that she could potentially sue the president. So, boy, there could be a whole bunch more legal actions. And this comes today when a heated hearing took place on the special master. We're going to talk about that and also continue with your calls about the migrants suing Ron DeSantis. That and a lot more after the break. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, a powerful story where a World War II hero was recognized. This is coming from Bristol, Connecticut, where a local World War II veteran... Joe Caminiti was honored at the first annual commemoration of the end of World War II event by the World War II Legacy Foundation. The foundation was established by Gary Roy um, and others in connection with the Woody Williams Foundation. The event was held on September 17th for the purposes of honoring World War II veterans. And the event saw Caminiti, who is now 97 presented with a quilt of valor and a Pearl Harbor coin. During World War II, Caminiti served with the U.S. Marines from 1942 to 1945. Now, he operated one of the amphibious tractors, which helped the troops to make a landing on Iwo Jima. Following the battle, he witnessed the famous flag raising on Iwo Jima from the nearby airstrip. It was hard to describe, he said, unless you were there. And by the way, he also later served in the Korean War. Uh, this foundation, again, uh, was called the Woody Williams Foundation, named after my friend Woody Williams, who died on June 29th. And he was the last Medal of Honor recipient from World War II. I had the honor of meeting Woody and having dinner with Woody a whole bunch of times. And boy, he was a walking history book. And uh, we lost a great, great American when he passed. But how beautiful that his legacy is living on through this World War II Legacy Foundation 
and also the fact through his foundation called the Woody Williams Foundation. It's so important that young people especially know that there are great heroes living among us. Well, also, by the way, speaking of heroes, I am so proud that I am supporting the Tunnels to Towers 5K walk run in New York City this year. And it's going to take place this Sunday, September 25th. And everybody, I need your help. Help us to remember those lost on 9-11 as the 21st anniversary passed not too long ago. We will retrace FDNY firefighter Stephen Siller's final footsteps, and we're going to do it together. Here is what you have to do. Go to walk.ritacosbyonline.com, walk.ritacosbyonline.com, and donate to my team. I am trying to raise as much money as possible for the Tunnels to Towers Foundation, which is such a great organization. So make sure that you do whatever you can and spread the word to friends. We want to do as much as we can to help America's heroes. So simply go to walk.ritacosbyonline.com and donate today to help the Tunnels to Towers Foundation. Well, we are talking about the fact that now Governor DeSantis is being sued by the illegal migrants. And I want to keep hitting the word illegal. These are people who cross the border illegally. They're hoping at some point to be able to stay. Many of them just sort of never show up, as you just heard so eloquently from New York City Councilman Bob Holden, Democrat, who said, yeah, for months upon months, tons were coming through New York. None of the officials said anything. And it was only until... DeSantis, or in the case of New York, Governor Abbott, sent them in via bus. And because it was coming from a Republican, suddenly the Democrats were raising holy heck. It really is outrageous, the double standard and the hypocrisy. And now to just salt the wound even further, these now migrants that were shipped from Governor DeSantis of Florida to Martha's Vineyard, cushy, cushy Martha's Vineyard, one of the nicest places to get dropped off in America, Well, now they're suing, claiming that maybe they were misled, even though DeSantis said they all voluntarily agreed to be transported. He actually, like it sounds like he crossed his T's and dotted his I's, and these people came to the country illegally, and now they are suing DeSantis and the state of Florida. If they give them one dime, I am going to go crazy. They should be paying us. But here is... Hakeem Jeffries, New York politician, because he says, boy, uh, listen to how he describes Governor Abbott and Ron DeSantis. He takes it even one step further. Listen to this rhetoric. Well, the behavior of individuals like Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott is radical, reckless, regressive, and reprehensible. They should start behaving like governors and stop behaving like human traffickers. They are putting politics over people in the most egregious way possible. And he takes it one step further because, of course, they can't just say, no, they're trying to prove a point and trying to get other people interested uh, about the crisis at the border. Oh, no. He says, guess what? These two governors are like the worst of the worst. It was my understanding that these are individuals who claim to oppose everything that the Venezuelan government stands for. 
at this particular point in time. But that doesn't matter to individuals like Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott because they peddle in hatred and xenophobia and trying to exploit the fears of the American people. And that's incredibly irresponsible. And Chad Wolf, former head of Homeland Security, says the bottom line is this all comes down to Biden's policies. It is not secure. So I, I hear the vice president, I hear the, the DHS secretary and others saying the border is secure. My question is, how many does it take for you to say the border is not secure? Is it 8,000? Is it 10,000 or 10 million? Like, where does it stop? Like, they need to be honest with the American people. And all those numbers, you know, that 5 million that's coming across, they are coming across in South Texas and Arizona and other places. Where do they not now? Not all of them are staying here in the U.S. Some of them are being deported, a very small percentage. But where do these big city mayors and others think that they are going to reside? The capacity along that border is beyond stretched. Uh, it's stretched thin. There's, there's no more capacity. And yet our vice president continues to say this hogwash. Take a listen. Would you call the border secure? I think that there is no question that we have to do what the president and I asked Congress to do. Is the first request we made, pass a bill to create a pathway to citizenship. The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. We're going to have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix. Right. And then today the president was asked about all this and he's like, you know, um, they're coming from different locations now. And this is getting very confusing. And, you know, what? We, we should be having a dialogue. That's what the White House keeps saying, even though they haven't reached out one time to Abbott or to DeSantis. And they said there's nothing to discuss then in the following sentence, because they do not want to close the border. That's what this is all about. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Christopher in Vermont. Line five. Go ahead, Christopher. Yes. Uh, how are you, Rita? God, I'm, I'm so sorry. These uh, The 48 have now been made into victims by lawyers or government lawyers paid by us, I'm sure. I had thought that there could be a, a, a good program made about the 48, um, because originally we were 48 uh, up until in 59 and 60, when uh, uh, Alaska and Hawaii became 49 and 50. Oh, that's interesting. So, what would you call what would you call uh, the state? What would you call this? Uh, the the 48 uh, Martha's well, Martha's sorry, migrants. Now now they've been uh, they've been sequestered. They apparently have they been deported as well. No, I I from what I understand, Christopher, they are now um, in a military facility in Cape Cod uh, with, with lawyers with lawyers yes, advising them. Yes, with lawyers. lawyers. Yes, with lawyers with lawyers saying, "Hey, we'll represent you to go after DeSantis yeah, and the state victim, of Florida." You're a victim victimology. Yeah. I tell you, it's just, it's so, it's so, uh, it's so cynical, finally. It is. is. And you know what? I feel bad for these people because they're they're just being used. They're being used. And now they're being used by attorneys who, you know, who are seeing ka-ching, ka-ching or headlines 
you know, uh, whatever the case is, telling them, you know, some hogwash. And now what is this going to start some cycle that every migrant who's shipped anywhere is going to like, you know, have an ambulance chasing attorney after them? I mean, this about the uh, the sheriff in San Antonio who's saying that these people were promised jobs and and they didn't have maps when they got off the airplane. What have how about the other two million one hundred thousand at least? Were they all promised jobs and they had maps? Right. I mean, give me a break. I told Christopher, I 1000 percent agree with you. Uh, it is it is so outrageous. They're lucky that they're still in the country. To your point, they have not been deported yet. Um, and they ended up in one of the most beautiful cities, you know, uh, beautiful places, I think. Martha's Vineyard's gorgeous. You know, that'd be a great place to be dropped off. You heard what I said. God, we'd all be lucky to be dropped off there. That's a great place. I'm sure it's a heck of a lot better than any place else that they have probably been. And you want them taken care of. You don't want them, you know, chased by these attorneys. But this sets such a dangerous standard because now the next group is going to be like, okay, I'm representing them. I'm representing them. You can just see the industry uh, growing and and the migrants think, oh, well, maybe there's some way. And and who knows? You know, I mean, who knows if they find some way or, or the Biden administration says we'll pay them to compensate them. They haven't said that, but I'm waiting for that to happen. Um Christopher, thanks so much. Let's go to Monty in Mississippi. Monty, your thoughts. Rita, I love this uh, sheriff in San Antonio. Uh, he got on the air and committed, uh, admitted to committing three different crimes, solicitation for or of criminal activity, uh, conspiracy to commit solicitation of criminal activity, conspiracy to violate U.S. Code 18, Section 242, I don't have deep pockets or I would be there tomorrow to run against this guy because, I mean, he's a disaster getting on the radio and television and just admitting to making to uh, committing crimes. And he's the sheriff. And there's so many Hispanics now in Texas that are switching to the Republican Party because of this same issue. So, I mean, this guy is just a jerk, but nobody's stepping up to uh, go against him. Yeah, no, you're right. And somebody should challenge him immediately. And to your point, Monty, you're right. He's out there soliciting, saying, people, bring these people back, hire them illegally, you know, encouraging businesses, like you just said, to break the crime. There's a couple of crimes, as you bring up. And he doesn't even know what crime was committed uh, by Florida. He's claiming he's going to investigate Florida and Governor Abbott, too, as well. Uh, for shipping these migrants, and yet he has never said boo. And this is the same sheriff who had, it was uh, it was that horrible case of like 50 of them, remember, who ended up dead in the back of a truck in his area, by the way, remember, found. So there, there's obviously a lot of cartel folks and a lot of bad people who've been bringing these people through. Um, and he didn't really deal with anything then. He didn't go after the Biden administration or the border or anything at that time. And yet now he's suddenly like taking anger out of, you know, out of Abbott and DeSantis. Where was the anger when 50 people plus that were like overheated, remember, in the back of that truck after they came across the border? That was such a horrible. It was a heartbreaking case. Where was the anger at the border then? It wasn't to be found because guess what? That would have been a Democratic Sheriff going after a Democratic regime. So that just says it all. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony in Daytona, Florida. Tony, your thoughts. Hey, Tony, you there? 
Hey, Tony, call us back. We can't hear you. Give us a call back. Uh, let's go to Christine, uh, line two. Christine, your thoughts. Hi, good evening, Rita. Um, uh, there's no chance of Biden telling the U.N. that we have a problem at the southern border. I think it's great how DeSantis exposed the Democrats. You know, for they are supposed to be the compassionate crowd. But once again, and trust me for this, they don't care about people, minority groups. They're just using them as political pawns for votes. And isn't that sad? That is so, so sad. You're right, because if they really did care, uh, they would be doing something to protect them from these cartels that are coming through all these other things. They're not doing it. Christine, thank you very, very much. Meantime, by the way, today, speaking of politics, uh, there was a hearing today. It was for a special master, as we know. This judge, Raymond Deary, held the hearing in Brooklyn uh, to talk about the documents of which could be gone through, which can go through. These are from the raid at Mar-a-Lago. And he also asked the Trump attorneys also, will you let me know if you're going to claim that the documents that the FBI sees were declassified? The Trump team, this is interesting, and this may signal where they think this investigation is coming. And this, to me, I think is really powerful. They basically said in a filing prior to the hearing, but it was repeated during the hearing today, the hearing lasted about 45 minutes, basically that because there could be a potential indictment, they have to be careful what to say at this phase, essentially, that they don't want to expose the president to potential criminality or hurt his defense because of what may be a subsequent indictment. So that, to me was very powerful, basically signaling, if you will, that the Trump legal team is potentially preparing for an indictment against the president. And this comes, by the way, on the heels of this big news that we just learned a little bit ago, that New York Attorney General Letitia James is, and she's the one who's investigating Trump for the business operations uh, that she may be potentially looking to maybe sue President Trump, do some sort of action. She has announced in the last few hours that she is holding a press conference, a big press conference tomorrow morning, and teasing, quote, a major announcement. Now, she has a number of cases, but it is interesting because it comes at a time where there was word of a plea deal or some sort of discussions with her and President Donald Trump, um, and now potentially... Uh, many are speculating that maybe she could be announcing some sort of legal action against President Trump. So what does this say to you that things are coming against this president from every single different direction? Do you think an indictment could be coming against President Trump? I don't rule it out that an indictment may not come. We've talked about this on the show. You can indict a ham sandwich. Uh, not that she would do the indictment. But potentially, if you look at that, and here's another big blockbuster that just came in in the last, like, 10 minutes, that on January, the next January 6th hearing, there were rumors that they may do another hearing this month. Well, they have now just set the date for September 28th. So next week, we will have another January 6th hearing with good old Republican-turned-biggest-Democrat Liz Cheney and Republican-turned-biggest-Democrat Adam Kinzinger and all the other Democrats on that committee, uh, you know, Benny Thompson and everybody else and Jamie Raskin, 
We don't know if it's a primetime hearing or not, but they claim that they have some blockbusters. So let's see what they have. This is the January 6th committee that suddenly is ramping up right before the midterm. Surprise, surprise, surprise. And then you have Tisha James mounting what could be some sort of legal action potentially against President Trump. We don't know that for sure, but the timing is causing a lot of people to speculate that there could be a major announcement tied to that tomorrow. That's interesting. And then you have, at the same time, you have the fact that the special master hearing is ramping up. And today, this special master basically said he thinks he could be done in about 30 days. He was given basically until November 30th. So a lot of this may come in prior to the midterms. This may be like an all-out legal assault prior to the midterms. All against President Trump and the Republicans. So a lot of this is politics related. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Do you believe that is where this is headed? We're going to take your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222. Letitia James saying a major announcement tomorrow, teasing it. And also now the special master saying, I'm going to be done going through probably the paperwork in about a month. And then we also have the January 6th hearing in the last few hours saying that they will do the next one September 28th. Wow, wow, wow. Could this be a big legal squeeze in a lot of directions? We'll take your calls when we come back. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, President Trump may be dealing with a lot of legal stuff, especially now that New York Attorney General Letitia James is teasing everyone, saying she has a major announcement tomorrow. Again, she is the one who is investigating the former president and his family's real estate business. Um, so there's a lot of things happening as the September uh, 28th data set for the January 6th hearing. We're just getting that word. And President Trump, meanwhile, in a recent interview, basically said all of these attacks against him are all about politics, that they're all phony. And this is just part of a pattern. Take a listen. We went through phony impeachments. We went through phony Mueller reports that came out with no collusion. We, we came everything that they've done to try and stop progress. And on top of that, I did more than virtually any. You take a look with the biggest tax cuts, with the rebuilding of our military. With all of the things we've done, I don't think the people of this country would stand for it. Now, especially now, since the, they know, especially you, since they know, I'm totally innocent. He says he is totally innocent, and he also says that if an indictment were to happen, that wouldn't necessarily prevent him from running. That you know, he would just say, "Listen, this is all about politics." Uh, and boy, they are trying to throw arrows in every different direction. There may be another big one dropping tomorrow. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Al, line one. Al, your thoughts. Yeah, hi, Rita. You know, I thought it was a real, I started to think it was a real possibility. I hope not that an indictment can come down uh, against President, former President Trump. Uh, you know, I started to believe it was a possibility when you interviewed Dick Morris. Dick Morris is a smart strategist, and he believes it's a possibility also. Yeah, he so believes we'll learn there's more. a strong possibility. And, and Trump, too. The fact that the Trump people put it in their legal filing, 
I think that says a lot, Al, too, that they think that may happen. This is about, you know, the, the DOJ raid. And I think we'll learn more with the appeal in regards to the special master. Yeah, no, I think so, too. I think so, too. Thanks so much, Johnny from Connecticut. Real quick, Johnny, what your what are your thoughts? I, I, I think that the American people are sick of this because what Hillary did and, and, and Biden is doing and, and his son, and they're going after uh, this paperwork that the American people are sick of, and I think this is all a big joke. Yeah, well, listen, I think a lot of it's politics. It shows they are concerned about Trump. And they're kind of trying to do anything they could do to stop him from running. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.